Welcome to the Hello Lovely Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Williams, and I teach women how to be themselves. As an exclusive life coach for women, I'll teach you how to manage anxiety, make decisions you're confident in, and stop beating yourself up. So let's get started. Hello, beautiful ladies. I have a special treat for you today. I interviewed one of my clients, Carrie Willard, and she talks about so many juicy gems in this episode. You are going to love it. It's one you're going to want to listen to a few times because of all of the delicious gems about emotions and her experience about being a real woman in a real life, trying to run a real business with a real family. We talk about some emotional blocks she experienced and how she decided to go for what she was afraid of so she could learn to be vulnerable and get comfortable with her emotions. So good. (laughs) She let go of some judgment of herself, stopped constantly looking for advice, and decided to trust herself and go for what works. So she had a discovery that she didn't have to be positive all the time and how being vulnerable helped remove judgment of herself. So many juicy gems. Let's get right into it. Okay, so jumping on and I have Carrie Willard here with me who is a client of mine. And Carrie, I just want to get right into it and I just want you to introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you, who you work with, what you do. Sure. Well, uh, as you said, I'm Carrie Willard. I'm a wife and I'm a mom of seven and I help women start businesses specifically in the skincare and beauty niche. And I help women feel more confident and I help them do hard things that they think they can't do or that they're afraid to do. So good. (laughs) That's what gets me jazzed. When I see a woman do something that she's afraid of, I love that. Yeah. Tell me more about that. I would love to know why. Like, yeah, tell me that experience for you. Okay. I had someone um, say once years ago, I, I listened to some audio and the person was a life coach like yourself. And she said that everybody has a statement that they wish they could hold a chalkboard up in the sky and, and say, <laughs> and I thought about that and I thought, what would my sentence be? What would my sentence be? I think my sentence would be, you can do hard things. And the reason that would be my sentence is because that's exactly what I did. I did things scared. Um, I'm a person who has a lot of anxiety and through our coaching, I've learned not to heap additional pain on top of the anxiety, but it's, it's okay to have that feeling of anxiety. It's okay to have that. Um, but I did a lot of things that were out of my comfort zone when I started a business about four years ago actually all of it was out of my comfort zone. (laughs) Everything was out of my comfort zone. And, but I knew it was something that I had to do. It wasn't just about the financial goal that I had. It was about overcoming some emotional blocks that I had had. Um, I had had a traumatic experience around the birth of my seventh child And after that, the the anxiety that I had experienced since I was a child got debilitating. Mm -hmm. 
and I did not want to leave my home and I was afraid of people. I, I realized I had to do something drastic to change that and it was going to be uncomfortable. <laughs> so I was drawn towards a business that I knew would force me to get uncomfortable. But I've had so many benefits from that. It's, it's changed me for the better. And it's been an inspiration to other women who have watched it. And I get so excited. And, and it, it really helps me feel fulfilled when I help a woman do something that she was afraid to do or that she thought she could never do. It just makes me feel so good because I know it's going to get easier. And that thing she was so scared to do might become a favorite thing to do. Yeah. Like like jumping into an ice cold pool, you know, your friends are in there and you're scared to jump in because you know, it's going to be freezing cold. And there's going to be that moment where you clench, but all your friends are like, oh, come on, you'll get used to it. And then we'll have fun. I feel like I'm the person in the pool saying, come on, come on. Jump jump in. in. I got you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So good. So good. Yeah. So tell us a little bit. I want to know, share with us your decision to hire a coach um, and why for you. And also just a little bit about like what your expectations were when you first started. Let's just start there. Why I hired a coach is because I believe in creating accountability for yourself. And I know that when you invest in something, particularly when you invest some money, it helps you to show up. (laughs) Yeah. It helps you. Um, you have to put some skin in the game. As I say all the time, you, you have to put skin in the game. Um, and I know that in order to get better, you have to surround yourself with somebody who's done what you want to do. You you know, in order to challenge yourself, you have to get better. You have to be around people who are doing better. And I believe in that no matter what the area of life that you're discussing is, um, you can shave so much time off your learning curve. If you align yourself with somebody who's doing what you want. And as far as my expectations, again, I was intimidated. <laughs> I was a yeah. little scared of it. I was afraid to be vulnerable. I was afraid of my own emotions. And I was afraid what I might uncover. I was afraid of a lot of things, but I did it anyway, because that's what I do. And yeah. <laughs> it was it was better than I expected. So I love how you talked about being scared and still deciding to do it. Like what ultimately were you hoping to achieve? I was hoping to feel more joy. I, I initially had this goal of uh, a business goal and that's why I reached out, but I had lost some of my joy in pursuing that goal. And I knew that I could continue to do the mechanics of it and that it would eventually happen, but I wanted to experience more joy along the way. And so that's what motivated me to, to reach out and invest in the coaching program. I wanted to feel more contentment in my journey yeah. and less, less disappointment and less judgment of myself. I wanted to stop doing this habit that I had of constantly looking for Um, advice and reassurance when I truly knew what I wanted to do and I knew what I needed to do and I didn't trust myself to do it without constantly questioning is this the best way is this the best way so I wanted to have more confidence in my decisions which you helped me with yeah tell me what that transition was like like how did that 
come into reality for you, getting that help with your decisions? What did that transition for you look like? The funny thing was, as I've shared with you, I am always telling the women that I work with that anything will work. That's not really the question to ask. The question is not what will work because everybody wants a formula. They want a recipe. There's a lot of things that will work. The better question is, what do I want to do? (laughs) What do I enjoy doing? Um, Pick that thing and do that because your belief in it is what makes it work. And I, I would tell other people that, but it wasn't good enough for me to apply that gift to myself. Yeah. And why do you think that was at the time? Hmm. Just not trusting my decisions. Not, um, I, I was confusing being, um, coachable and being someone who likes to research things and, you know, look to different coaches, that is a good thing. But I was confusing that in my mind with, um, I have to do it a certain way. That's not the case. That's not the case. You, you can, you can look at the information that's available. You can listen to the advice and all of that, but it's, it's like a buffet. If I'm not in the mood for mac and cheese, I'm not going to put it on my plate. It's not going to work for me. I want the kale and I want the steak or whatever. Yeah. I'll take um, it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's the whole thing is that we love information. We love researching and we love looking, but yeah, sometimes it's information overload and becoming your own filter of that and trusting that, you know, where you're going and you know who you are and how to make a competent decision will change your experience in it versus making a decision to go with what you want and then not feeling good about it. You have complete control of that. Yeah. So tell me about your experience because there's with an emotional aspect, of course, to having a great relationship with yourself and understanding your emotions. Tell me what you feel like or how would you describe your relationship with your emotions before coaching, before we started? I was afraid of my emotions. I had this idea in my mind that if I felt my feelings, that I would get sucked into this like whirlpool. And I would drown in it and I would either lose my grip on my mental health or never just emerge from it. That uh, I also had the fear that if I felt my feelings, I would disappoint other people. I wouldn't be reliable. I wouldn't be trustworthy. And those are values that I have. And it's so interesting how our brain works because we know that if we have a blissful feeling or an ecstatic or a happy feeling, we know that that feeling is not going to last forever. We know that it's temporary, mm-hmm. <laughs> but when it comes to, you know, what we label a negative emotion, we think it's forever. Yes. And we think if I allow myself to feel this grief or this sadness or this disappointment or whatever it is, um, I'm just going to become sad person, disappointed person, you know, but that's not the case. It's not the case. It passes like a, like a wave in and out. Yeah. So what was it like for you to one, have trust in the coaching process that you could go there and explore your emotions? And then what was it like when, what was the difference for you emotionally when you did start to feel comfortable feeling your feelings? One of the things that would happen when I refused to feel a feeling was I would have physical pain. I would have physical symptoms as a result. 
And sometimes I didn't even know I had an emotion until I had a pain. And then I would have to kind of reverse engineer it. Okay, what just happened? What happened before that? And I would recognize, oh goodness, yeah. And and the funny thing is sometimes the people around me could see it. My husband could see, oh, you have that stomach pain again. You always have it at this particular time because of an emotion that I was not feeling. <laughs> um, and so I feel physically better, but I'm also less controlled. It's interesting how we can be more controlled by an emotion that we refuse to feel. Yes. You said that so well. Tell me more about it. It has to flow through and it has to pass and it has to be like this physical sensation. And if we don't take a second to acknowledge it, not, not hours, just, just a minute <laughs> to acknowledge mm -hmm. it or to write a paragraph down on a piece of paper. If we don't do that process, then it's going to get stuck somewhere. It's going to be neck pain. It's going to be belly pain. It's going to be um, showing up later that day or, you know, with a loved one that we snap at because we didn't deal with that mm -hmm. feeling a few hours earlier. And nobody wants to do that. We don't, we don't want to live our experience like that. We want to react to the thing that's happening and be present and not be numbing out or Having wine when we didn't really want wine, we wanted to feel sad for a minute. Right. <laughs> um, so it's just a powerful tool. And as I shared with you, Christy, I've been really interested in the personal growth um, niche and I've read so many books through the years, but the six months that I worked with you gave me more tools that I could actually use in my day-to-day -day life than all those dozens of books that I have read for 20 plus years. Wow. It's just, wow. That just, it's so touching one. And two, we, I got to celebrate you here too, because one, the coaching tools are amazing. Working together is amazing, but without you have, having said to yourself, Hey, I see a need for myself and I want to have a better relationship with myself and my emotions. That growth wouldn't have been there. That opportunity for you to see and feel and do all those things and have that experience where you were in six months got more than you did over all those 20 years is because you said, hey, I'm, I am in for myself. Do you think that that's a hard decision to make for some women? I think it's hard to commit. We're afraid to commit. But when we commit, something magical happens. It, we're afraid to commit because we're afraid. Um, I don't know. We're afraid of vulnerability. We're afraid of failure. We're afraid of change. But then yeah. sometimes, you know, sometimes the pain of remaining the same is greater than the pain of changing. <laughs> Exactly. And you said, uh, you said vulnerable there, which is something that you shared with me before we got on the call was like, yeah, you were afraid to be vulnerable. And what would my feelings look like? But because you had jumped all in and made that commitment, what is it like for you now to be vulnerable, like with yourself or in coaching? And how valuable is that? Has that been for you? That has been so valuable because one of the things that I would do when I felt an emotion was I would immediately heap judgment on top of it. 
I shouldn't be feeling this way. It's not okay to feel this way. I'm a bad person because I have this human emotion. Like how ridiculous and unrealistic is that? (laughs) You can't be a human, Carrie. (laughs) I'm not allowed to be a robot. (laughs) (laughs) And, And the toxic part was that I would have all of this under the guise of positivity. You know, I have to be positive. Well, of course we we want to um, not be a whiny complainer. You know, we don't want to be a drag, but that just added an additional level of pain that didn't need to be there. It added judgment and shame, which made it even harder to face the feeling and process it and move on, move on and past it. So I would judge myself for having the feeling and when I allowed myself the gift of feeling whatever it is, I found it easier to deal with the feelings of others. And when you have yes. seven children, <laughs> you are constantly <laughs> dealing with feelings. There is yeah. not a day. There is not a day yeah. when someone is not having a crisis, <laughs> you know, so I am so much, and, and I remember hearing this phrase years ago, and it was that a mother is only as happy as her least happy child. Mm-hmm. And when I heard that, I thought, yeah, that's so true. And now I'm screwed, you know, but now I'm not screwed. <laughs> I'm not because I yeah. can, I can be present with a child that's having a tragedy without getting completely sucked in and experiencing mm-hmm. that same emotion. I can feel empathy but I can still feel happy. And, and that is such a precious thing because I don't have to feel guilty about that. It is okay. I'm, I can actually be more present if I'm not afraid of their emotion. I used to be sort of, Oh, I'm going to get sucked in and then I'm going to feel it too. And then we're both going to be a mess. And (laughs) so it's so much better. And I can express vulnerability uh, with the women that I work with which makes me super relatable. It makes them feel closer to me. It motivates them more. It inspires them more to know that this person that they're looking to as a, you know, quote unquote leader has all of those same insecurities and all of those same anxieties, but this is what she does instead of stopping herself. Yeah. Cause we only have to hide them from others when we're when we think we need to hide them from ourselves. And I love how you said that once you became more comfortable feeling your emotions, you got comfortable feeling for others because it's like a relationship with them emotions and your relationship with yourself is the filter for your experiences with other people. So it's, I'm so glad you mentioned that. I'm so glad for you that you've had that experience. It makes such a difference because everywhere we go, people are feeling And if we don't have to control them and stop them from feeling because we know how to feel now in our own bodies and it's not a problem, it's just such a a much better whole feeling life. Like you're alive in your life instead of like trying to go around and controlling other people or feeling like you have to be controlled. I can't show this emotion because then this, and I can't feel this because then I'll be trapped. And you also said something that I want to point out just a moment ago about how feeling your emotions doesn't have to be something that is for days and hours and hours. Like it can be a couple minutes. Was that a surprise for you? I'd love to know like what your thoughts are about that. It was because like I said, I, I had this fear in my mind that if I allow myself to feel this negative emotion, as if you can stop it, you can't stop it. 
<laughs> any it's you're going to feel it anyway but acknowledging it is really the most efficient way to deal with it um so if i if i yeah the fear that i had in the past was that if i felt the feeling that i would get totally sucked in and that i would like go crazy or you know i would if I felt sad or if I felt grief, I thought if I allow myself to feel this, then I'll be depressed and I'll be in bed for a month. Right. And that's not what happens. But that would be scary, right? If that's what could happen, mm-hmm. like it makes so much sense why we don't want to feel our feelings when we, when we think that that is what could happen. And like, how could we think otherwise when we haven't had the experience where it's different? Right. So I think it's beautiful that you're, you're sharing that because it is so powerful as women, we have these emotions and we need to feel them. They're going to come. It's what to do with them. And just knowing that you can, there is a step-by-step process. That's not hard. It's not complicated, mm-hmm. right? The hard part is the trust in yourself. And so why do you think for that reason, or was it valuable for you for that reason to have a coach to take you through that process? Absolutely. Because there were a lot of times when I would start doing what you call machine gun thoughts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I would, you know, if I were to try to write all of that down, I would get a cramp in my hand or I'd be there all day. <laughs> yeah. But you, yeah. you would, you would be like, okay, let's focus on one thing. And, and it was generally just one thing, but you know, our brain wants to come up with them, but, yeah. but pew, have pew. proof. Yeah, I have proof. I have proof that this is the way it is. And you would very gently but firmly help me to see that my perspective on the matter is what matters and that I get to decide how I want to move forward with that circumstance that's happened or that feeling or or whatever it is. It's not that I'm just sitting here being a passive victim of whatever life throws at me. Um, and that takes a little bit of, of tough love. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, come back. Yeah. It's like, that's exactly what we want to happen. And it just, it's hard to know in that moment when our brain is going there, that there are other options. And so, and now even through coaching, you yourself have been able to develop that skill where you can catch yourself and you catch your machine gun thoughts and you don't have to stop being who you are, but you just become aware. And then all of those tools in your tool belt to be able to look at your thoughts, if you want to, without fearing them or feeling the emotion, if it's time to do that. It's like, what would you say now? I'm so curious. What would you, how would you describe your relationship with your emotions now? We're just cool with each other. (laughs) (laughs) We're cool with each other. I'm not afraid to feel whatever it is, even if it's something that I, you know, my brain might want to judge as just not pretty. This is not cute. You know, sometimes with (laughs) a a coaching session, I would be worried like, oh, if I say this, she's going to think I'm a bad person. And that never happened. And so because of your acceptance and not judging, I gave myself permission to not judge my feelings. They're just feelings. Um, If I feel a feeling that doesn't mean that I'm going to go out and do something wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so true. Right. We're like, well, because if I feel mad, that means I'm going to blow up on someone. Right. And this is where the skill of feeling your emotions needs to be 
taught and broadcast everywhere. And that's why it's so important to me to one day teach it in schools. So even from a young age, young women, young boys, they know how to feel, but feeling mad, for example, I love this one. It's like, it doesn't mean you're going to automatically fly off the handle, punch someone in the face, say something you regret. You can just feel mad in your body Mm -hmm. without doing anything, right? You're just feeling. So that's super cool. I'm so glad you brought it up. What about your relationship with yourself? How would you describe that now after coaching? Hmm. I feel a lot more at peace. Um, I'm not sort of ping-ponging and reacting to things. They don't, things don't bother me the way that they did six months ago. <laughs> yeah. um, so I feel, it, it's so strange how, you know, again, we tell ourselves the story that if we feel our feelings, that that's out of control. But I really feel like I'm more in control of myself now. Like I, I can give myself permission to have that feeling. It's almost like a, a craving. You know, if I were craving a glass of wine. The other day I was craving a glass of wine and I had decided not to have any alcohol right now. And I thought, I'm really craving a glass of wine, but I didn't get one. I didn't drink it. I just allowed myself to feel that craving and just sit with it. (laughs) Yes. It's like, what? We can do that. We totally can. (laughs) We can. We can totally do that. And uh, so now I, I have my own back with things and I'm so grateful for that as a tool because I don't think I did before. I don't think I had my own back. I was looking for other people to have my back. Yeah. And that's okay. It's okay to have other people who have your back and and you might have that you know, all the time, or it might be inconsistent, but now I don't really need it as much because I have my own back. So I think I am bringing a different energy to my relationships that's better. Yeah, which is so good. It definitely rolls over because yes, of course we want we want human connection and we definitely want the support of others and to be in a group of people where we feel supported and loved. But it's also good to know that whether we do or or when when we do, we still want to have our back because we can be supported all day long by people who love us and not be having our back. Right. And when we don't, their support will never be enough. Yes. Yeah. So how great to develop that skill, because even when you're not supported by others, you can feel the support of yourself. You can like decide what to do in that moment. And why do you think it's for you, at least in your experience, why do you think that's valuable to have your back when you're in times when the support isn't there? Because you always have you. Another person that you're looking to for support, they might be overwhelmed or having a bad day or, you know, whatever the case may be. And and they deserve that, that space um, to not always show up the way that you wish they did. That's okay. It's okay for them. Not there, there shouldn't be like this requirement that everybody has to be a hundred percent perfect all the time to be mm-hmm. my <laughs> in sure. a relationship with me. <laughs> So it's, it's almost like they have permission to be human and I have permission to be human. And, um, but I'm always with me. I'm always with my own thoughts. So, you know, I could read all of the books, listen to all of the podcasts, have all of the coaching, but I'm with me 24 seven. Yeah. So if I don't have my own back, then like I said, all the rest of it won't be enough. And I want to go now into something that you had um, brought up about triggers, emotional triggers, because, you know, we, there's a lot of things that we each individually could be triggered by. Tell me what 
emotionally like being triggered was like you said, it happens for you less now. So tell me about that. And then also what you learned through the six months together about what to do with them. <laughs> Can you do anything with them? Yeah. I, I learned that my triggers were, they are a tool for growth, as you say, and that it's actually not very difficult once you learn, you know, the simple tools um, to get to what is the sentence that is in my head, ping ponging around that just made me have this strong emotional response. What is it? Because yeah. it's probably just a couple of sentences. It's probably not a new one every time. <laughs> it's probably just one or two of your pet things that you're terrified of. And when somebody else does something that has zero to do with you, um, the sentence starts ping-ponging. So if you can identify that, there, it's just, there's so much power with that. I can show up more at ease with other people um, and very quickly get back to the emotional state that I want to be in. I don't want to have something derail my focus or, or derail my good mood. If I'm having a good day and then all of a sudden someone messages me something or there's a, you know, something that happens in a group chat or, or just whatever random thing, I'm scrolling Instagram and I see something, um, I have to own that trigger. It's mine. It's, it's my thing. And so I have to figure out, um, you know, what is it specifically about this that's bothering me? Is this something I need to work on in my life? Maybe this thing uh, is showing up something that I'm neglecting, or maybe it's just total, total bogus sentence that I've just decided, nah, I'm not going to keep thinking that yeah. it's just that easy. It's not like this difficult, lengthy, you know, process of, I have to have perfect self-esteem, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's not, yeah, because nobody has that all of the time. And, and something else that was mind blowing was when you talked about how confidence is an emotion. I'd never thought about it that way. I'd always thought about confidence as being a thing that you either had or did not have like blue eyes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You're either confident or you're not. Um, that's not true. It's a feeling and people who are quote unquote confident, their confidence waxes and wanes just like every other emotion. So I have to be, yeah, I, I'm responsible for my, for my trigger. Other people are not. And I have to uh, figure out what's going on with it. And it's, it's extremely educational and, and so helpful Yeah, because the more, the more we identify it, the less often it shows up. It's like, it just removes the power looking at it. It's like, do not look at the man behind the curtain, you know, pay no yeah. attention. <laughs> That's what our trigger is doing, you know? But when we look at him, it's like, oh, like, you're, you're, there's no, there's no wizard. There's no, all yeah, you're like, oh, yeah. This is just what it's I just needed. an old guy. <laughs> it's just an old guy at the, at the levers. And it's just like, <laughs> it's just like looking at our emotions. It's like, whenever we're afraid to look at something, it's going to feel super big. So looking at an emotional trigger, it's actually something that we are looking for. There's some piece of data in there. There's a piece of juicy information we have been looking for in our own growth. It just feels painful to acknowledge and take that look because if we're going to judge ourselves for looking at it and be like, well, oh, I have an area of growth here. Of course, we don't want to look at it. But if we can notice a trigger and be like, oh, I'm emotionally triggered. This is my work. Time to take a look-see. I'm going to be super curious. I'm not going to judge myself. I'm going to find what's in there that I'm looking for. 
that just opens up your, your brain wide open and then it's, you're able to apply it. It's always a juicy gem in there. And like you said, mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, I'm not triggered by this anymore because I've addressed it. Is it something that I want to leave behind that actually means Zippo to me that I thought I was afraid of? Or is it something I can use in my very next steps and the direction I want to go in my life and my goals and my relationships, all of those things. And I think that's why it's super powerful to let all women know, hey, if you get triggered a lot, that means you have so many juicy gems. There's so much brilliance in there. There's a lot of delicious things mm-hmm. to explore. It doesn't, it's not an issue with you. It doesn't mean you shouldn't. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, when you look at those triggers just for growth is what they are. They're just tools for yourself. And there's nothing, there's nothing there. Um, and if you promise yourself not to judge yourself, it's just a beautiful experience. Instead of feeling offended or hurt or, or overlooked or unappreciated or whatever it was, I can take a second to think, hmm, that person might have just had some bad news. They might be feeling this right now. And I need to feel some compassion for them or some empathy. It just gives me a different perspective on the situation. And I can very quickly go back to feeling good again and not feeling maybe a resentful feeling towards the other person as if they caused my negative emotion because they didn't. I did. I did. Yeah. And it's like we we get all we give our all of our power away when we say we're triggered and we can't look mm-hmm. at it. And it's the trigger that's causing me pain. We get all our power back, power of decision, power of emotional experience. When we say, hey, if I really can address this from my perspective, one, why is it valuable what I'm thinking right now? Like, what is the lesson here for me? And what do I want to do next? You know, it's like sometimes we go into this big judgment of like, I can't believe I was thinking this. I can't believe this offended me. I can't believe I had a reaction. It's like, well, we're humans. Like, of course, (laughs) of course, we're going to have the reactions and that's okay. It's like, we can't do anything with it. We can't decide how to move forward or what to do differently or the same next time. If we just stay in that moment of, I can't believe I did this and I shouldn't. And it's out of my control. So I love that you shared that. Okay, so um, I guess kind of a couple things to just bring it all together are, uh, did you reach your goals that you had for yourself? Yes, I did. And I also gained a lot of tools that I can use when I am also facing another exciting, challenging level (laughs) that I want to reach. Um, These tools you can take anywhere in any area of life, whether it be a financial goal, a business goal, a, you know, health goal, relationship goal, any kind of goal. Um, So I'm very grateful for that. So what is your final advice? Like if you were going to add any final feedback or something to share with women out there over 30 who have felt like you, what would your advice be to them? My advice would be just go for it, commit and do it. And that your, your feelings are not unique to you. That's, that's a lie that we believe. We think that we are the only person in the world that feels this way, but we are not. And when we share that with another person and we hear, Oh my goodness, I feel that way sometimes too, or, you know, whatever, all of a sudden we feel not so alone 
And so that is super powerful, but yeah, go for it. Do it. <laughs> Take the coaching. <laughs> <laughs> well, Carrie, it has been so fun to have you on today. Thanks for sharing your experience kind of from start to finish and how you change your relationship with yourself and your emotions. Congratulations on reaching your goals in your business and discovering those extra ones for how to get to know yourself better. So thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. So good, right? I hope you guys enjoyed that episode as much as me. And I'm going to link Carrie's information in the show notes. So if you want to connect with her, if it sounded like a business that you would like to work with under Carrie, she will help you. Have a great week, you guys, and I'll see you next time. Hey, lovely. If you want to be more confident on the outside, you have to start on the inside. If you don't take time to create an amazing relationship with yourself, it will show up in every other area of your life. If you feel stuck or don't know how to be yourself, I invite you to work with me one-on-one. Go to misschristywilliams.com and sign up for a free call to join my six-month program. That's M-S-C-H-R-I-S-T-I-E-Williams.com, and I'll see you in session.